heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. I think a lot of Americans are deeply concerned to really know, are we uh, militarily ready for whatever's coming down the pike? Uh, I think it's a question people ask a lot. And we've seen, uh, you know, over many years now, uh, the um, the woke factor, I guess best way I can put it, probably the woke factor uh, and that's happened with our military. Uh, I think a lot of people don't really understand how deep this is, but also, Throughout the COVID years, we had all of those mandates being pushed on our uh, military troops. That was totally unjust. And uh, we'll touch on some of that today a little bit too, but there's a whole lot more on this. Uh, You'll see the uh, big news here today, the House passing the uh, defense policy bill. And uh, of course the media is having a field day with that, calling out the fact the GOP, the, the right wing, they call it, you know, these are the patriots, the conservatives are trying to rein things in a little bit uh, and uh, that uh, they're not happy with some of this. Uh, this gets into the whole abortion thing and uh, diversity, the uh, D-D-E-I, or as I call it, D-I-E, because you're all dying with it. This diversity, equity business and all of that. And the, I guess wokeified maybe is a word we'll use, the, the wokeified of the United States military. And what does that really mean uh, moving forward, friends, here? Welcome into the voice of a nation. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here. We're going to talk a lot about our military today. We've got three tremendous voices on. Our regular guys will be on here. Wally Garneau join us today. Steve Latula will be here. And um, also a, a gentleman, I'll have him introduce himself a little bit in just a moment here. Uh, been on the network before, but I don't think I've talked to him on here. But uh, Mark Bashor is here as well, and uh, he'll have a lot to say about things. Uh, so uh, let's start with this House on the defense policy bill. It's $886 billion legislation uh, that it was stripped, though, of uh, this push of targeting the abortion, the diversity. And the whole abortion thing was paying uh, to uh, have some of these troops travel around the country and travel, for, travel and pay them for the abortion um, part of this thing. Uh, Tuberville was the guy, uh, Senator Tuberville was pretty hot on uh, stopping this in the Senate, as you all know. And he finally started, he finally gave in. I don't know, people were beating his head against the wall, I think. And uh, about, I think it was about a couple weeks ago, he finally threw in the towel and said, you know what, uh, uncle. He said, uncle, I've had enough. And uh, I, I think he put up a fight. Let me get Steve you to start the conversation off. Steve, this, you and I have been talking about Tuberville for some time, and this is probably a good place to start because it plays to this whole defense policy bill. Um, he, was, um, uh, he was the cat that we talked very proudly about because he stood in the face of a lot of political wins and really was talking about something nobody talks about in Congress, which was our Constitution, and that it was highly unconstitutional for what they were doing. And he said, listen, if you're going to do this stuff, at least get it passed properly and get the proper legislation. And because what you're doing right now is totally unconstitutional. And But he finally gave in, it looks like, or I don't know what the, if there's another backstory to this. Uh, what, what do you think about this? And maybe that's the part with this abortion thing here. What do you think happened to Tuberville? 
Well, Malcolm, I, I don't think Tuberville just threw the towel in and said, I surrender. But uh, I think he did what he set out to accomplish. And that was to really make a statement saying, hey, look, this is absolutely a constitutional violation. It is mi misuse of military funds, resources. It's fraud, waste and abuse, as, as it, it's called. And uh he just called him out on it and he said, this is just flat wrong. And that's aside from uh, the the morality aspect of, of abortion completely. It's it's a separate issue. It's just a constitutional violation that he said, I'm going to make an issue of it. And he did. And he really got everybody's attention on it. But as so many things that we see happening, it, it seems like all of that holding out uh, really didn't accomplish a thing. These guys just wait us out and say, look, we're going to go forward. We're going to have our way. And they eventually do because we just don't have the impetus from the right side uh, to stick to the Constitution as we should. Yeah. The question really is, should the military pay for this travel and these services for abortion for troops? Uh, uh, I mean, really, Wally, do you have a, what, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, should they? Yeah, that's two separate questions. One, obviously, is should the military pay for the abortion? And I, that's really a question of whether or not it's medical. When I, when I was in the military, everything medical related was paid for by the military. Uh, when my wife had our daughter, the only thing we had to cover was her food. So that's one question is whether or not it's a, legit, a legitimate medical practice that a procedure that the military would pay for. Then the other one is, is, is it moral? Should we be paying for the for, for an abortion? Well, what was Tuberville's argument, do you think? Was Tuberville's more the moral or was it the, the economics or what? I think it was a combination of both. I think Tuberville's point was that we have laws on the books that prohibit Congress from spending money specifically on abortion, and that uh, as long as those laws are on the books, you can't just ignore them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, but but he gave in at the end. I mean, he put up a fight. Steve says he you know, put up the good fight. Uh, and yeah, Republicans... Republicans only play about nine and a half innings. In the bottom of the ninth inning, no matter how many runs we're up by, we always throw the towel. And I, I don't yeah, know why we do point. that, but it good seems point. like that's a trend. And, yeah, and in many cases, Wally, they compromise. don't even get to the ninth inning a lot of times. <laughs> they give up in the fourth inning. Right? Well, sometimes they just get beat. But even when we're ahead, even when everybody can see the writing on the wall that as long as Republicans hold firm, they're going to win. We've Mitch McConnell was famous for this. They always just... Bottom of the ninth, they could be up 30 runs, and he throws in the towel. Yeah, of course, of course. Let's get Mark in on this, and Mark, and, and just to ask you right off, I mean, it, it, okay, so Wally brings up a, a very viable point that typically medical services entirely, I mean, they're they're part of the deal. I mean, and now we have uh, troops that are both men and women because men did not get pregnant as opposed to the way the left thinks that they can get pregnant. They really can't. And um, but uh, so now we got both. And so should that be part of it or, you know, this argument, uh, maybe it isn't part of it. Uh, what do you think? Well, we're talking about a situation where the military now all of a sudden says your body, your choice. But prior to that, went on um, destroying service members who refused to participate with an experimental weaponized injection, specifically the COVID-19 vaccines. Right. So there's this huge hypocritical contradiction here, besides the point that it's completely unlawful to kill a human being, whether it's whether the child's inside the womb or not. Um, OK, that doesn't you know, there's an argument there. But, you know, this is a huge contradiction completely, especially the last three years where we kicked out eighty five hundred service members who refused to be a lab rat. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You bring up a really terrific point, Steve. This is, I mean, you, you kind of uh, I think Mark hit it head on right there by suggesting that you know you want your body, your choice on this particular element of the, and this gets into the whole uh, ideology of abortion period, which is where you just went, Mark. I get it. Versus, um, you know, uh, but in the case of pushing these mandates and vaccines on everybody, which the world was doing, I mean. That was acceptable behavior. Why didn't why didn't anybody else stand up taller on this and point this stuff out? You know, I I agree with you, and I think what uh, Senator Tuberville did, at least from my perspective, being in the military, um, and a lot of personnel in the military, we were really standing behind him and, and proud of him for what he did. He really Amen. put the fire to these flag officers and put them in the limelight uh, by holding up the their not their individual uh, confirmations, but right. their, the collective confirmations of their promotions. And, um, and that was huge for us because a lot of these, a lot of these flag officers, they've got one thing in mind, it's careerism. And they've, they've, we've have documented that they've threw out their oath of office long ago. Well, you know, process. what got me about Tommy uh, Tuberville doing this, um, Mark, is he, 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 I was very proud of the fact he stood on principle. You don't see a lot of these people anymore in Congress standing on principle. Uh, they have uh, obliterated our constitution and, and both sides of the aisle have, he was sort of uh, an exception to that rule, and it was a bit refreshing. And we talked about it on broadcast here uh, pretty extensively. But then at the end of the day, what what do you think happened, Mark? The pressure just got too much? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, politics, right? I mean, they were beating them up pretty good, you know. They they were yeah. they were beating them up pretty good. The Republicans, I mean, there were some closed-door meetings, I understand, that were uh, that got pretty ugly because they were holding up, again, the, as you say, all the— across the board, not just the leader leadership, but in the key roles, but everybody across the board. Now they changed that, but not as I understand it, correct me on this if anybody knows the answer to this, but I believe when he folded it in, it did not include the top upper uh, echelon, those top positions. It only included um, the the rank and file. Is that a correct statement or not? Does anybody know? So he he held up the collective confirmation. But but those individual positions at the higher echelons were able to still go through and, and get confirmed. Um, the reason why, you know, the collective confirmation is just a, a easier way for Congress to instead of adjudicating each each promotion at every level, they can just collectively do it. But he didn't hold up the, the individual adjudication of promotions. He just held up the collective confirmation of the promotions. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. This thing, let me give you uh, the count on this 300. This is pretty big good win here. So 310 to 118. And let me read you a couple of things here, Coates, and get you guys to opine on this. Um, now, what it, what this did, this is $886 billion National Defense Authorization Act. It authorizes the expanded military partnerships in the Indo-Pacific and Europe, ongoing efforts aimed at countering China and Russia, right, of course, and structural improvements at several Defense Department facilities. Legislation includes a 5.2% pay raise for military personnel. It also directs the procurement of new weapons and missile defense systems and outlines a host of other national security imperatives. Um, now, the compromise bill approved uh, strips away nearly, again, all of the, the cultural war, the, which is really called the cultural war, 
Uh, and that's going to be all the things we started talking about here, um, abortion being one of the big points here. Uh, several members of the House Freedom Caucus assailed the bill in floor speeches leading up to the vote. Let me read you these two quotes. Interesting here. This one from Chip Roy. He's been very outspoken. I like Chip. He says, and I quote, a vote for the bill in a is a perpetuation of the woke policies undermining our military. And that's the emphasis I want to talk to you guys today on and really open this conversation up. And I'm hoping you're majorly opinionated about this because I think it's BS what's happening to our military with these woke policies. But that's what Chip Roy is saying. Bringing down the morale, bring uh, driving down recruitment and now undermining the civil liberties of the American people. And uh, Matt Gates, of course, he, he's gotten, uh, <laughs> he's become very, uh, very interesting, very vocal. He, he's one of those people today, you find some of these cats like this, that you either hate him or you love him. And there's not very much middle ground with folks like this that stand on, well, stand on principle. Stand in Tumberville for that point. And anybody who's standing on principle, if they don't go along, if they don't go along to get along, then they're sort of hated or loved, either one. Really, I think that's what I see. Uh, he says, with this NDAA uh, conference report, you almost feel like a parent who sent a child off to summer camp. And they've come back a monster, he says. That's what we've done. This bill came back in far worse shape. And they put a thumbs down and said, go to hell. We're not voting for it, basically, here. Uh, all right. So what do you think, guys? Wally, is that the right decision? What do you think? No, it wasn't the right decision. There's no reason why we need these giant bills that pass everything at once. There's no reason why Congress has to hold up everything related to the military in order to do some things related to the military. We could have a question as to whether the job of the military is, as General Norman Schwarzkopf put it, to kill people and break things and to be ready, obviously, to do that. Or, or whether it's to become a, a woke playground for bureaucrats to play around All with right. cultural. For, for, hold on, what you just said is really cool. Hold on a minute here. Let's let's get that point, Wally. Uh, kill, kill people and break things, right? That's what Schwarzkopf said, right? That's what that's what General Schwarzkopf said. Yeah, no, and I, I like Schwarzkopf. I mean, he's long gone now, but I mean, he was he was uh, interesting, uh, interesting um, uh, military officer in, in many many ways in following his career, but. Uh, so kill people and break things versus where right now it really is a cultural war experiment. Uh, I mean, how how bad? I mean, guys, how much does this piss you off? Who really? Feel, I mean, this is I mean, you guys have all served in the military. How bad is this place? Talk to me. I, I don't think you should get a purple heart for chipping a nail. This is pretty bad. All right, guys, what do you think? Mark, Steve, what? It's, yeah, it's, I, I would say this, that, you know, that. It, military intelligence is becoming an oxymoron. We just have leaders who don't seem to get it, don't want to get it. And I'm sorry, but when you dummy down the military, you, you effeminize the entire military. Um, it, it, you know, there are certain principles that create character. And when these things are violated, uh, morality issues, they affect the entire military. And right now what we have had, at least until recently perhaps is that the these military members were upstanding characters they were uh good citizens they were devout um they were they they honored the lord they had principles they stood uh on the fact that look we are here to defend our constitution we are one nation under god and so you saw a high standard of morality in the military. And I think that pays great dividends as a fighting force. And we have lost that. And it makes me wonder how effective will or could our military be 
if they are pressed uh, to the test to, to actually defend our nation. I don't right, know. Right. That's really what I wonder, Steve, right there, what you just said. Seriously, I mean, you captured the point of this really good. Mark, do you have a, you have a different sense at all? Or how, how, I want to uh, I want to give a I, will, I quickly want to give a perspective on how bad it is. Okay, you please. have service members that are going through this transvestite abomination, posting social media videos in uniform, right? In uniform, they're doing it in uniform. I didn't know that, Mark. Right, they're posting this in uniform, being highlighted by the Department of Defense. On the other hand, you have a medical officer, medical Navy officer. By the name of uh, Lieutenant Ted Macy, who posts a video in his uniform about the dangers and deadly signals we're seeing in the medical database with with a lot of the ailments going on with the military. He is now under investigation by his chain of command. That's how bad this this is. Meanwhile, if you're a transvestite and you're going through this abominational process, right. oh, you you know, you're glorified. Right. Mark, I, I just wonder here, you know, I, I see uh, various sides of this. It, it seems like we're losing control of an awful lot of our culture today. It's it's insane to most of us that we really hard to wrap your mind around today's environment. It's moving so fast, guys, that, you you know, and of course, they put these names on you. You become it's a phobia thing. They call you all kinds of names if you don't agree with the cultural war and go along. It's like you got to go along picking and screaming. You know, I have to tell you, the military, back to Wally, what you said moments ago, and you hit it head on. It's a perfect example, more of an extreme example, but an important one, I think, when you mentioned Norman Schwarzoff and saying, well, what's the military purpose? The military purpose is not a science experiment. It's not a cultural war experiment. It's really to break shit and, you know, do and to kill people. That's what it's for. It's to keep, you know, peace through strength. I mean, it's not to be reckless or terrorist or something, but I mean, you know, Schwarzschild put it in that term that we understand. Uh, I don't know that this ever comes back at this point. I mean, this experiment is now way down the road. I don't see how it ever comes back. You know, I have to tell you, you know, guys, in full disclosure, and this is very controversial, what we'll talk about right now. I know it's edgy, so but I, I'm, I'll put it out there anyways. When women started serving in the military, I didn't think it was the right thing back then. I know people probably will lambast me for that and call me a sexist or whatever, which, of course, I'm not. But I just didn't think it was the place for women to be in the case of combat. Uh, and there was initially women were in and then they weren't, weren't on the front lines in combat. And that was a big controversy. And then but now you've got this whole and a lot of them are getting pregnant. A lot of sexual assaults in the military. Mark, you you talk to a lot of current. I mean, isn't sexual assault that's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, sexual assaults, absolutely. I mean, that's a big back, thing, right? Yeah, going back to your point, I, I I'd have to agree with you. I, I believe it's a it was a slippery slope, and okay. and now here we are where where people can't even properly identify themselves with with a man or a woman, and we're wearing the institution the department of defense is encouraging that yeah 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 you know mark the the, the difficult thing about this again full confession to you as i always do on here but i totally believe in equal rights across the board for everybody i mean i that's what i stand on i totally i don't care if you're whatever black white jewish brown yellow male female whatever but there's something about the military and the back to what Wally, you said, Schwarzschild's comments. Because I, I bring it back to that because it really tells you the essence of the military. You know, it's, I mean, that's what it is to kill people and break shit. I mean, and, right? 
if I could jump in, that's what I love serving the most about it. It it wasn't about uh, ideology or political right. ideologies. It wasn't about um, what they want to do now with this uh, gender crap and and all this other stuff. It was get the mission done and based upon doctrines we're trained upon and at the base level, which is the, the supporting and defending the Constitution. And that's why I served for so long, because that's what it was about. And then it quickly fell apart. Yeah, you were in how long, Mark? You were in for how long? 17 and a half. I know it was a long time, man. And your departure, you you wanted to get in there, stay in there for the 20 years. That's the magic mark in the military. And you... You you got beat down and um which how long ago was that that you yeah so I I got court martialed I was a medical officer at Army Public Health Center as a preventive medicine officer and medical entomologist I got court martialed for trying to do proper risk communication strategies when right. it came to these experimental bioweapons that they were shoving how long ago Mark? how long ago uh, so I recently got out they kicked me out in June June uh, 2023 June 26th oh it just happened in June 23 I. I thought it was yep. before then. I thought it was last year, but brother. All right. Yeah. So they court-martialed me in April 2022, and that was uh, by the hands of uh, Yevgeny Vinman, Colonel Yevgeny Vinman, who's now running for office in the 7th District of Virginia. Wow. Uh, he sent me to a court-martial in the, the commanding general, General Edmondson, Robert Edmondson, out of Aberdeen Proving Grounds, right. uh, uh, convicted, and then went on to discharge me from the military after 17 years. Right. All right. I remember the story early on. Now I get it. It was the court-martial in 22, but it was now just happened in June. I get it now, 23. Yeah, the timeline I was trying to get on my mind. You said Vindman, right? Vindman? Yeah, so that's the twin brother of Alexander Vindman. I was going to say that's the bald-headed guy, the twin guy. They're both ugly as hell. Is that who we're talking about? That's correct. That quote-unquote whistleblower <laughs> from Trump White House. That's it, exactly. I just remember that I had to put that out there. But anyways, uh, that is the same cat we're talking about then. Okay, I thought so, yeah. I, um, I remember that visual of them. It's like uh, it's like the Spearmint twins or something. I don't know. Um, so, Mark, you agree then. You're saying you think it was a bridge too far. I'm going to come back to your story a little bit after here as well. I want to jump more into that, um, some of those mandates and stuff. But th- staying on this point, you think it was a bridge too far with the gender and all is what you're saying. I, I, Wally, I'd like to know what you and Steve think. Let's start, Wally, with you. What do you think about that point, please? I mean, it's a serious conversation. And you know yeah. they're going to call you all kinds of names. What do you think? Well, I've got, I, I guess I see it from both sides. You know, when I went into the Marine Corps, we'd get 30 to 35 shots in each arm at the same time. And most of those were vaccines. They have to vaccine, vaccinate you against all kinds of diseases all over the world in case we have to go fight there. And uh, so that's the, the argument in, 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 in favor of the vaccines. But right around the time I was getting out, they had an experimental anthrax vaccine that they were forcing people to take. And they didn't know what the side effects were. It was brand new experimental, but you know, the Persian got the second Persian Gulf, there are things going on. I mean, since people might have to get the anthrax vaccine. Sure. Uh, I was not going to get the anthrax vaccine. I would have, I was getting out anyway, so it didn't affect me much. The The order to take it or get out did not come down until after I'd got Oh, yeah, out. that was well after the fact you were in for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I knew, I knew a lot of guys that yeah. uh, had to make that decision and that were discharged over it. Well, but, but pushing EUA vaccines onto anybody was wrong, number one. And two, doing that military with our troops is absolutely BS and forcing it on them and mandating it. It was absolutely incorrect. Um, that was way back in the 90s, though. So, I mean, this sort yeah. of debate has come up before. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The big I, thing for me is if it's an experimental vaccine, you should not force anyone to get it. No, hundred percent, no, no. But but bringing it further, what I was really asking you was about this uh, more volatile conversation Mark and I just had about gender in the military and when that slippery slope started, which Mark just put out there, it was a slippery slope that oh, went exactly where it went. What do you think about it, the? It sure was. It sure was a slippery slope. I was still literally started putting females in combat units, and uh, it wasn't disruptive to the unit. But when they decided to send us to Bosnia, all the women all of a sudden were pregnant. They didn't want to go. And I, that's not bashing women either. If the men could have gotten pregnant, you know, guys sometimes shoot themselves in the foot to get out of combat. If they had an out as easy as getting pregnant, a lot of guys would take it too. So you train them, and then they're not available. Many of them are not available when it's time to fight. But more importantly, we saw what some of our enemies do to women when uh, when the ha- Hamas came into into Israel. So I don't want my daughter subjected to that. What can happen to a man is so much different what they can do to a woman if she's captured that uh, I just, I don't want America's daughters subjected to that. Yeah. All right. So with all this said now, Steve, we're, we're talking about a conversation here that I, I again, I, I'd like to know, do you agree with the comments that are put forth? Well, first of all, do you agree with these comments so far? Do you have a different view? And then I have something else I want to ask you. Well, yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, we are created male and female, and males uh, have testosterone, which causes uh, hypertrophy of muscle. We are we are bigger, bone stronger, um, pound for pound. And you know, if I'm on the battlefield, I don't want a female. I don't care how strong she might be. I want a male there backing me, covering, checking my six or whatever. I, I want to know that I've got somebody that is there that is fully capable of doing a man's wow. job. And and I'm 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 not shy about saying that. We've got all yeah. kinds of support uh, from females uh, in the in the medical field. Uh, they can fly heavy aircraft, I suppose. You know where the risk right. is lower. There are things that women can do, but to allow them in a combat zone to fight head on—that's uh, asking for trouble. But that's what they're doing now, Steve. Right? That's what they're doing. Oh, exactly. That, yeah. That's part of the wokeism in the military. Right. So, and, so let me ask you this, and I don't really know the answer to this, and maybe some of you do. Uh, Whoever knows the answer is, please, I don't, I mean, are we the exception or the rule when it comes to Americans and we, and when it comes to this topic of, because this is a conversation that was being had 20 years ago. And here we are today, as Mark just said, it's a slippery slope. We're so far down the road. It isn't funny. Now we're talking about transvestites and what size breasts you have. And do you need, do you need a uterus? And do you want a sex change? And we're going to, do you need an abortion and sexual assault? And I mean, good God, we're so far down the boulevard now, but like, are we the exception or the rule? Does anybody know, please? We are a little of both. We, we're the, we've got obviously the largest military, so it's it's far more effective or far more impactful when we do it than what other countries do it. But if you think Canada's not doing this, it, you know, Justin Trudeau is an idiot. Uh, but collectively, all of Western societies are getting stupider and stupider by the day. So if, if they're not doing it in Europe, they will be. Okay. Uh, the, the, bottom, the bottom line is we're getting weaker in our enemies. Well, you're talking about countries now. I appreciate what you just said. Now I'm talking about us, us uh, the, the four right here. Wally, are, do you think in your heart of hearts or do you have any data or effect or do you not? I don't know. Are we the exception or the rule compared to this subject matter oh, gender in the military? You mean in terms of, the, you mean in terms of public opinion? Yeah, I mean, where's this at right now? 
know, we're the, the rule. Do you know? We're the rule. We've got we've got a very very small percentage of the population, very vocal but very small, uh, that are that are calling all the shots on this. Everybody else just afraid. So, so hold out. on. So let me let me ask you this, Wally. Hold on. So you think if we voted, if we took a vote right now in our country, sincere now? Question. Uh, across the board in the next election, which is not going to happen, but let's say that vote was in there, whether women should serve in the military in combat roles or not, if we ask that, would would the vast majority of Americans rule no, nay, or yay? That specific question could go either way. But when you start talking about transvestites in the military and all the wokeism beyond women in combat, uh, stress-free boot camp environments, things like that, yeah, the American people are on our side on that. Uh, women in combat, I think, could go either way. They, women have been in combat now for a fairly long time. I don't think it's right, but uh, once it's there- You don't think years, it's right, it's Mark, uh, Steve, agree. I think we're all on the same page. I don't think it is. And I brought the topic up. I knew I was going to step in a pile of, of something, you know that. Mark, well, how, I mean- Pick up from there now and what Wally says. I mean, kind of like what we're talking about, but what do you think? Are we the exception of the rule in the country, Mark? No, I I think um I think majority of people think it's it's utterly ridiculous, but it goes back to whether or not they've got the gusto to stand up and speak up and defend their position. But I think silent majority is there to where people don't necessarily agree with it. Um, and it's getting it's getting worse and worse the more these these issues are so overtly uh, put in front of their faces, especially now with this this absolute complete infiltration of wokeism and and transvestite. Mark, uh, is there any way to reverse this wokeism in the military, or is it just so far gone now? No, I think there is a way, uh, but it goes back to accountability. You have to have accountability. It starts at the top. But you think there is a way to reverse? Yeah, absolutely. We have to get back to the fundamentals. Uh, we, we, you know, when I went through officer training after I was enlisted for 14 years, I went through officer medical training and I, I looked around and, and, uh, you know, he even had some conversations and I was, I was surprised at the lack of bringing, uh, into the fundamental constitution, the principles, the oath of office, there was nothing, there was no discussion about it. That fundamental principle on why we serve, why we individually serve, right. that's not a debate. That's not a question for somebody. Why do you serve? The answer is already there for you to support and defend the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. You signed the social contract. The only legitimate contract a service member has, even right now, is their oath of office. So if they're not upholding their oath of office, and many aren't, uh, we need accountability. But accountability starts at the top. Okay. No, fair enough. All right. I like uh, I like this conversation a bit here uh, because we're exposing some real feelings and thoughts here that I think a lot of people do not would not talk about. Uh, in fact, when I threw it out there, I I kind of knew it's, you know, a lot of these topics, they get uh, a little risky for some folks to talk about. But I think it's important to discuss them, actually. Uh, and uh, and we're doing that today. And I think in a, in a very interesting way now, you know, what they're doing with our military in ways it's Let's face it, uh, friends, it's become a political agenda is what it is. It's all political. It's ideology driven and it's garbage. It's the cultural wars are all over the place. Uh, and I mean, front and center in the United States military. And you ask yourself out there, what's the purpose of the military? Ask yourself as well this for those who maybe think maybe you if there's somebody you're listening, you think some of the comments were sexist even or not even appropriate. That was just discussed. So let me ask you this. If you're going into combat and to save your ass or your country or your state or, or your personal family and stuff, uh, who do you have fight the fight? Do you have uh, 
Do you, do you call a couple of your brothers and your father and your uncles, what have you, to call, call in the Girl Scouts? Which one do you want, friends? You know? Yeah. Think about that, maybe. Maybe that's another way to look at it. Then how sexist is that at the moment? Huh? Who do you call at that point? I mean, now maybe you have, uh, you know, may say, well, you know, maybe Malcolm, but, you know, my... Uh, my wife or my mother, she says, she, you know, she's a tough bitch. She can handle it. Maybe somebody says that. Okay, great. Some women are. And maybe they can't qualify that. Some women are. They have maybe they have what uh, Dr. Steve was talking about, testosterone. I mean, some women have some of that. So I'm not just saying, but, you know, this is the exception or the rule. You know, what is the exception or the rule? And then, you know, I've never seen a lot of these reports in recent times about, um, uh, that are run rampant. I, I mentioned a market a while ago about the sexual abuse in the military and stuff. I mean, it's off the charts. A lot of the stuff's not reported, by the way. Remember, they never come back and report truth after the fact. The, the media never reports any of this stuff because they they want a wokeified, uh, cultural war driven military. You know, you know, it's you know, it's like, oh man, it's so sick, isn't it? Does it bother you as much as it bothers me out there? Like, it's like, you know. I hope when the bad cats come and you hear the boots coming down the street and the boulevard, I hope the first ones they take are the leftist Marxist uh, people is with them, you know, the woke people with them. I don't know. Just it's disturbing on all. And anyways, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, I think people take our country for granted and take our military for granted and take our lifestyle for granted. And these kinds of policies are really, really important. There's another one I got to share with you as well. that We'll talk about after the break here and get a load of this now. The Veterans Affairs, um, how about the fact that, you know, what is the VA for? What is Veterans Affairs for? Well, it's to service and treat our military. I mean, that is the purpose of the Veterans Affairs. They're, that is the singular purpose. It's the resources. It's doctors and nurses and people that are here for our military, our veterans, our heroes. And uh, they're using them now. And the Biden administration uh, wants to use the VA and the VA has been under a lot of trouble themselves. They're underfunded. They're screwing up a lot, having problems, servicing our military properly. Um, and now they want to do the migrants, the illegal immigrants. They want to use the United States uh, military for. And uh, Mayorkas, who has got to be one of the biggest doofuses in the country, to be sure. Everybody knows that. I mean, the left knows it as well. Everybody knows it. Uh, his um, department is, uh, yeah, they're looking at um, the, having the resources of the VA help care for the illegal immigrants. And uh, Senator uh, out of Montana, Dane, Senator Danes, uh, is up and up and uh, irate about it, of course, and, and many others are as well, by the way. But can you imagine that putting VA resources dollars uh, to the uh, well, you know, because the administration has bit off more than they can chew. They don't know what to do with the migrants at this point. They're already they don't have the economic dollars for this. Brings in the whole conversation about the southern border, what's taking place there. I mean, somebody's got to feed these people. Somebody's got to take care of them. They need help. They need. They don't have nothing. You know, I mean, and we got them here by the millions, people. Millions. They're bankrupting cities and states, and you know, and, and they're now they want to screw up the military more. And take more of it. What is the VA going to look like a couple of years down the road from now if they, if they're if this is their plan of action? It's another quandary you have to think about. So, anyways, well, listen. Uh, let's uh, take a moment and tell you that um, 
working on some pretty exciting things here uh, on America Out Loud. And uh, join us. We'll be running the Christmas classics. Uh, Christmas is on a Monday this year. Uh, New Year's uh, Day is well there, and uh, of course. And uh, so uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, uh, 23rd, 24th, 25th, we'll be running the Christmas classics on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We always get great feedback in from folks about this. They love the classics. Can't hear them really anywhere out there today. And we have a library of the classics we play, and we'll play them on those days for you to enjoy your family and friends. And people love it. They turn on, and we see the analytics, and (laughs) a lot of folks love the classics. So... Uh, more than that, we'll be running best of between Christmas and New Year's this year for the first time ever. And that's because we're getting ready to launch a whole new platform and website on January 1st, 2024. I hope you'll join me at noontime. Come come aboard with a glass of champagne and uh, we will uh, celebrate the new site. Uh, got some great uh, things we're working on here. Some whole new look, whole new site, new tools, new ideas, breaking more ground and uh, so we'll be launching that on January 1st and excited about all of that. We will have some new lineup in the shows and the change up in things as well in the talk radio side of things, both on the um, um, podcast side and the talk radio. So some new programming coming your way and some other things that are happening. So we're really freshening up. Listen, we look at 2024 as being a very vital time of our nation. Uh, this is going to be a huge news year coming up in 2024. It's going to be some real difficult times ahead for the American people. There's a price to pay for the insanity that has transpired these past uh, years here under the uh, Biden-Obama regime. And there's a price to pay for all of this. Uh, And um, got a tough year of news coming up. I'm telling you that now. Uh, Yeah, it's it's the way of the beast right now with the policies and the way they are. Uh, It's not just one thing. It's everything, people. Uh, that's why the experts are talking about the stock market. But, you know, it's, you remember the stock market, you always get a high before you go low. You always get a hit of adrenaline and then they sucker punch you in the gut. The economists expect 2024 to be a tough year in that world as well. Not to mention the the terrorism aspect that people are thinking something's going to happen. So anyways, big news year coming up here in 2024. Um, got a general election happening as well. Naturally, a new president will take office in 2025, as I remind you all the time. And you know what happens in 2026, right? It's exactly it. It's our semi-quincentennial. America turns 250 years old. <laughs> it is a landmark moment for the nation. And uh, it's going to be a moment. It's going to be a moment for the people. Uh, we the people. I, I just see it. And, you know, I think about, I think back to the days of being a young boy, like like many of you out there. And think of 1976 on the bicentennial. You know, you remember that? I was a young kid, peeing on my diapers, whatever I was doing. And But I remember, the, I remember the patriotism in our nation. I remember being proudful. And those are the days, back to some of the conversation we had here now, where patriotic parades, the military came down Main Street, USA. Now it's, a, it's a transvestites and gay people and all kinds of preachers coming down Main Street, USA today. And a couple of terrorists mixed in for the group just for goodwill, you know. That's what we're doing to ourselves. It's being done from the inside. It's an inside job right now. This is what's happened in America. It's an inside job. That's what we need to point out here. Uh, so a lot going on. Get us back to AmericaOutloud.news and help us share the out loud truth and wake people up, please, to what's really developing here. So uh, it's a lot happening in our country. We're going to continue on in just a moment on the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. 
liberty at americaoutloud.com. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We're joined today here talking military today and these woke policies and hitting a few nerves in the process here. But uh, Dr. Steve Latillo is here. Uh, Wally Garneau is here. And uh, and also a great voice here. Mark Beshler is here as well. Um, and uh, excited to have all three military served and understand the um, uh, the culture. and But also understand the cultural wars that America is going through right now and a lot of the pain that uh, uh, is happening in our own country here. Uh, Mark, you're 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 not a regular here, but let me get right. I'm going to go right to you first here because you can give me a fresh perspective on this. I just stated some pretty big points here uh, in just be, before the pause there, and uh, just let me just ask you straight out honestly: Did I overstate anything? Uh, uh, do you have some of that? Because I haven't spoke to you about any of this off mic, so I'd love to know your opinion. Uh, did I overstate any of this stuff? Do you have deep concerns yourself? What kind of position do you think we're in here coming into 2024, sir? Uh, no, I don't think you overstated anything, and I share the same concerns. It's um, where you know I'm trying to take I'm trying to teach my kids the fundamentals of of what this what this country really stands for and the proper ideals of America, and it's not something they'll learn in public school or private or private school for even that matter. So I've I've taken them out of the school system entirely and homeschooled them. But no, I, I definitely share the same concerns and. Um, Going forward, I just, you know, I'm constantly in prayer, prayer that that people start waking up, they start discerning, discerning the truth and what's going on in front of them and realize they're being manipulated. 
Yeah, 100%, 100%. I've been talking in the past many days about the fight of good and evil, back to your point a moment ago, Mark, and what's your reference in there, uh, and uh, our struggles in our nation. And um, this fight uh, of good and evil is so apparent in this moment of today that we're dealing with. You see the FBI director out there calling about, I see red blinking lights everywhere. It's like some sort of a blockbuster movie. Like these cats are on there talking like, you know, it's like, yeah, I see red lights everywhere. Well, you know, yeah, you created the problem. Of course, you see red blinking lights everywhere, you know, and uh, but it is a fight of good and evil that we are dealing with here now. I had a great conversation, by the way, guys, and I tell listeners as well here with uh, just an amazing, if you guys haven't heard this, you need to go listen to it, with a, a stellar guy, uh, spent a lot of years both in government and military, but Ed Huglin is just a terrific talent, and his book uh, that uh, he has got out, I, one of the best I've read, and Steve Waller, you guys, Mark, you as well, you need to read this book, um, it'll, blow, it'll blow you away because it gets into the cognitive war and the battle of good and evil and what we're talking about. Steve, you're going to love this book here, man. It hits at home here. And uh, he gets into a four-point strategy for resilience, freedom, and our republic. Uh, and uh, so it's um, uh, the cognitive war uh, is, is the book itself, what it's called there. It's on the front page. In fact, I'm going to look at it right now on the front page of AmericaOutloud.news. Uh, you'll see it on the right sidebar coming down there. Yeah. Uh, the, um, anyways, it, it's in the, it's in the book there. You got to check it out with Ed Huglin. He taught again, the cognitive war where they're winning, uh, the cognitive war in all aspects. Uh, and that's part of what we're talking about here. Um, let's jump into this, uh, VA conversation though. So we don't get too sidetracked here. Steve, I want to ask you about this, um, uh, what we know so far uh, with the Senator Daines that has uh, been outspoken about the uh, using the VA healthcare resources to care for the illegal migrants. Where's, you know, where's a bridge too far for people? I mean, like, you know what I wonder when some of these things happen, they put this out in the news cycle is, I mean, it's like what you want to get on with you guys. It's like, like, you know, are people really irate? It's like, you, you know, you, when, the, you know, mad as hell, when you get the guy get on there, I'm oh, mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. When are Americans mad as hell, Steve? When does that ha- When is enough to enough? When is it when is it a bridge too far? <laughs> well, I think that's that's going to answer uh, itself in the future and not too distant future. But I'll tell you, regarding this whole issue with the VA, uh, I, I think anybody who has attempted to use the VA system or who has been involved in that in any way realizes this is a system that is so um, so inept and so uh, red taped with everything. I mean, you, I, I've been trying to get into the VA recently uh, because of some uh, high frequency hearing loss because I spent so much time flying the jets and around the jets or and um, so, you know, even though I retired in 07, I'm just now doing it. And it has been a gaggle like I could not. But what's believe. happening? You can't get an appointment or you can't. They ignore you. What's well, happening? you know, they I, I, I filed. Uh, I think it was about six months ago. I, I filed for a disability for the hearing loss and I wasn't really going to do it. But my wife pushed me. She says, you know. Uh, we see that you got this problem with the high frequency and hey, this is um, one of your benefits, go and apply for it. So I did. And the process of just applying for it is just massive. And uh, I tried to go through uh, different Mm -hmm. veterans organizations to get a little assistance, the DAV, uh, and it, it, you know, disabled vets of America. It's 
it just, I wasn't getting any help anywhere. Finally, I get all the paperwork through. Um, and then I don't get a call. There's just, they, I get a notification. I've been scheduled for an appointment. It's on a Sunday morning at 9.30. Well, I can't make it. I, I'm preaching on Sunday mornings at a local church here. So right. um, I call, they say, if you got a problem, reschedule. So my wife calls to reschedule. And uh, she's given the run around and says, look, that's no excuse not to make an appointment on Sunday morning. And that's she, what they said. You mean they said that? That's what they said at the VA. Yeah. Wow. And she says, excuse me. You wow. know, and she ripped him one. I'll tell you, because she says, look, look, he has served a career in the military. Yeah. He put his life on the line. And you're saying that it, it is uh, basically a, a poor excuse to say, I want to fellowship with my. Steve, Christians. isn't a lot of that by, by design, though. In other words, it is, a lot inten- of people- it is absolutely yeah. intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't let him get away with it. My wife, uh, yeah. she'll hold her own. And uh, so anyway, I called back, left a message saying uh, I want uh, an answer back. Well, and I left a second message and finally got a phone call and then uh, totally. Oh, well, you know, since you called back, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, reschedule your appointment. Yeah, I think they're hoping a lot of people don't call back or they just get frustrated. Oh, they do. They make it as... Right. They make it as difficult yeah. as possible yeah. so that we... That's why a lot of military go out of the VA service, period. They don't use it because it's obnoxious to a lot of folks. So. Oh, exactly. As a civilian... Yeah. Uh, military yeah. uh, excuse me a non-military doctor i took care of a lot of veterans i yeah. got a lot of veterans sure. their disability benefits and so forth that they could not get through the va system well now with and them serving the migrants they'll be more <laughs> <laughs> steve uh, oh they're totally corrupt they're just totally corrupt you'll be pushing the more of the real do. people who need it away the military who they're supposed to serve you know what's probably like everything the government does they screw up a one-car funeral uh they'll um it'll probably become some other welfare program the va they'll change the name and it'll be something else for the migrants of america or something god knows you know um right. i don't know you know the the national security issue really that they're even raising with this va issue yeah the real national security issue is the government yeah. itself yeah yeah so, all right then i want I, I want wally to opine in this and i want to get over to mark still and talk about the lawsuit he's just uh, gone after here i do want to get a word in there uh, Wally, talk. I want you to get your. Uh, I know you're opinionated about this VA, the healthcare resources going to the legal migrants. Uh, it bridge too far or not? Oh, it's absolutely a bridge too far. I kind of get where they're coming from, though, because uh, now people don't think understand just how bad illegal immigration is right now. When Joe Biden took office, illegal immigrants represented about 3% of our population, and the number of illegal immigrants was actually dropping, which meant more people were crossing back over the border and leaving the country than were illegally crossing in. Now the number is so high, it's actually over 10% of the U.S. population, and uh, you know, these people, as you said, have to eat, they have to be housed. Somehow, if they get sick we have to have somebody take care of them and and it's just we don't have the resources to do that particularly where they have to do it for free so so now yeah i can see where there's a temptation to say here's this great free service we have for veterans i guess the veterans can pound sand and we use it for this new need and it's, it's absolute bullshit but I, at the same time, I mean, the, the Biden administration has created an abject failure. It's an abject failure of leadership. It's the, the, they've dug themselves a hole that that, that I, I would not want to have to try to find a way out of it. I, I certainly I, I I almost feel bad for Joe Biden to be in a position that he has to. You know, he made the mess. So it's his mess. But I mean, how do you solve that? Ten percent? And because a second term will easily be over 20 percent by the end of his second term. Yeah. 20% of the U.S. population will be in the country illegally, all of them needing jobs, all of them needing health care. I mean, Malcolm, we're, we're, yeah. this is it. 
Yeah, I know. It, this is it. You're exactly right, brother. You're exactly right. Mark, uh, uh, the, the, to Wally's point, the border thing is uh, something we've never seen in our lifetimes. They're killing our country uh, hour by hour, day by day. Everybody knows it. Everybody can feel it. Uh, my biggest beef on this whole thing, guys, uh, is, uh, you know, why are people allowing it to happen? It's one thing that the Biden cabal is uh, out of their minds, which they are. They're Marxists. Uh, but why aren't the Republicans getting the cameras out of the Capitol step and raising hell and telling everybody this is unacceptable? You send the military down there immediately. It's time for conflict. It's time for conflict with the federal government, Mark. It's time to get in their face and tell them you cannot do that. What do you say to that? Yeah, I, I'd agree. Uh, but going back to it's it's purposeful. It's a foreign belligerent occupation. It's an infiltration of foreign belligerents. When, when this foreign entity, this executive branch can't even recognize its own federal statutes, uh, you know, like blatantly and belligerently uh, disregards them and throws them out the window. Uh, that's a belligerence. And we're seeing it's a it's a foreign belligerence now because you got, you know, the wide open borders. And of course, they're going to hand over any service um, they want to them and throw our veterans to the side. And uh, frankly, even our active duty component and our reserve and guard. Mark, um, tell us about uh, now you're taking this to the next step now. You you just, uh, you know, you had the whole I mean, you've been so assaulted from the United States military, uh, from the court martial and now throwing them, throwing you out. And uh, and this was because you put up the good fight, basically. Um, what Tell us about the suit. What's what's the bottom line on this? Yeah. So I filed a criminal complaint against my commanding general, Robert Edmondson, Major General, Aberdeen Proving Ground, Senior Mission Commander. He also happened to be in charge of all the bio, quote unquote, bio defense vaccines, including COVID-19 distribution. And uh, I filed a criminal complaint against him. I submitted it to his commanding general, which is uh, General Charles Hamilton, Army Material Command. I sent it certified. I sent an affidavit of truth documenting the violations, the Uniform Code of Military Justice with all the evidence. And I put the ball in the in the in the hands of General Hamilton to to uphold his oath of office and uh, use his authority to at the very least conduct an investigation. But he does have the authority to bring that commanding general who's under his command to a court-martial for his blatant violations of retaliation against me as a whistleblower, but also his violations of a direct order. And that direct order was for this commanding general and, and many others like it, but specifically this commanding general to ensure that he had the FDA-approved and licensed COVID-19 vaccine within his local clinic for service members, which we know he didn't, and which I was communicating to him that we didn't have it. And by statutory law and by federal uh, federal statutory law, a service member must be given the option to accept or refuse the usage of those products. It kind of goes back to what Wally was talking about with the anthrax mm -hmm. and the weaponization of anthrax. Well, out of that came federal statute that specifically says you must give a service member the option to accept or refuse an emergency use authorized vaccine, which these COVID-19 vaccines were. Um, but also um, to ensure that uh, the, 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 the FDA ones were on hand, which they weren't. And that's what I was attempting mm -hmm. to communicate to this um, commanding general. Mark, so you served 17, 17 and a half years, I think you said, right? Um, 
you, you yes. serve all those years and yes, to explain to listeners in in crux of it bottom line with what transpired now in june you lose everything you lose everything is that correct statement? everything everything yep, that's correct every freaking Including... thing you've worked for busted your whole life for you get you get slapped right in the head upside down backwards here you lose it all yep and i had you know i had to pay you know i had to pay on top of that legal fees and um and then what's the prognosis with victory for you what does that look like victory looks like accountability accountability victory looks like these officers these senior officers taking their oath serious Mm -hmm. and prosecuting those under their command that violated ucmj uniform code of military justice and what about reinstating your benefits and your privileges what about that what would that take that would be a secondary that would be a secondary thing for me a victory is that possible is it doable will you pursue it's possible if if congress will get their head out of their ass but look at the recent ndaa that they're pushing they're assuming and they're still going along the lines that this was a lawful order for service members this wasn't a lawful order this was an unlawful order order highly unlawful and we have the evidence to back it up yeah i mean you just say it right there but it just goes to the point of a lot of the conversation we've had today mark how upside down backwards everything is yeah absolutely I mean, you, it's hard to wrap your mind around these things. It's so off the wall. These kinds of policies. Here's a good guy who spends his, dedicates his life, his career, to fight in the fight, and then this is how he gets treated. I mean, and yet, look, and back to what you were saying moments ago, Wally. Too. I mean, look at the money we're blowing on the the southern border and the things that are happening, and soon be twenty percent of everything we're doing. And economically, our this the blue mayors and the blue governors are having connections right now, and they're trying to hold their tongue, but they can't obviously because they can't print money up in the basement, and they're broke. They don't have the money. They can't. These cities, states cannot afford it, and they absolutely can't afford it because they have the worst policies and they've had the worst things happen uh, throughout the whole COVID exchange because they killed all the business. So they're in worse shape than the red environment. And so they're really having problems in all of these cities and states. And, you know, and they're, they don't know what to do. And they're sort of tiptoeing with Biden and trying not to piss off the patriarch, the grand poobah of the Democrat Marxist um, progressive left, you know. I mean, fair, I mean, it's probably safely said. I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. And uh and it goes on, and the beat goes on and on and on, you know. And you see, this is so wrong, what's happening to Mark Bashaw here. So wrong, man. This is It just really pisses me off, I'll tell you. A guy like this puts all that in there and then gets thrown to the to the side. Um, and, to, and multiply it by thousands. Explain that. Multiply it by thousands, meaning there's thousands of other service members who were doing the same thing communicating yeah. with their chain of command unlawful yeah. orders and they all got the same they are they been like you they've been thrown a, out a lot of them got general discharges with characterizations of misconduct of a serious offense right. that's what i heard that's what i heard yeah y- yours was worse than that though right i mean they went full uh, you know you really pissed retard. them off mark yeah they 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 couldn't have me around because i was there I was their antagonist to their their narrative at the Army Public Health Center. Their safe and effective wasn't safe and effective, and I was simply just using the government's own data to show them that it's not safe and effective. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been all over that narrative here on America, well, allowed to be sure, uh, because of the nature of uh, uh, the expertise we have on the platform and have been all over that. So, um, well... Listen, uh, we got a uh, another big week coming. Holidays are coming quick. I hope everybody enjoys. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating. Take some time and 
breathe. I went out this morning for a long walk. God, I was telling Steve that before we came on today. So I need a long walk today. Get out of the studio walls. Sometimes, I don't know about you out there, but it's the way I feel too. Sometimes if you're in too long, you feel like you're bouncing off the walls. Man, I'll tell you what, I had to get on there, walk a few miles this morning. I said, God, it feels good to be out and breathe. Uh, anyways, that's my story, friends, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud. America. Thank you.